Welcome back, Conroe, to a brand new edition of Nerd Thug Sports. Hanging out here on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations, and streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. We're hanging out here, as always, on this Sporty Sports, Sports Sport Thursday with me, Corey DLG, and little brother Nico. Hello, hello. And we're doing uh, the Anchor Quarantine La Bamba thing, you know? Yeah, <laughs> it's becoming much less interesting the farther this has gone. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's becoming the new routine. This is now the normal. I hate it. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's it's been kind of nice not have to look at you when I do the show. I know you don't have to look at my amazingly long hair now. It looks like a homeless like... person who lives in a home. <laughs> I, the shag on you is probably amazing. Although the the gross face beard is probably. Like next level sad. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta trim it up. It's a little, uh, it's a little, look a little bit homeless. This may be the most brown you've ever looked, and I probably, and I'm probably, it's probably a good thing I can't see it. Yeah, probably. Because I would laugh at you every time, and I bet, knowing you, I'm gonna do an all-in-air call out here. I'm sorry, buddy. I bet your fingernails are really long. No, I had to, I had to cut them. They were too long. You had to cut them? Oh my god! You cut them without me getting on to you? Yeah, no. No, I don't believe this. It's because right I scratched myself world. like too many times. I, <laughs> They're too <this> sharp. <laughs> be more embarrassed. No, they're <laughs> long and beautiful. Listen, Radio World, I have to get on to this guy about his finger. I'm not I'm not Captain Self-Clean Hygiene person. I'm probably not the best person on the planet for that. I'm not a dirty person by any stretch, but... I'm not a perfect person, and I let people slide on stuff because I'm not great at the little things. I criticize this guy's nails. That's how bad it is. <laughs> um, we'll get off of that because I don't want to pick on you about your fingernails because I fear the next time I see you, they'll just be longer to spite me. <laughs> Exclusive of you. Like, if I go anywhere else, I'd cut them, but because I'm going to your house, I won't. <laughs> You have no idea, like, how likely that might be in my brain, and then also just how much that pisses me off. Like, I, I kind of believe you do that. Just because you said it now. Now I'm not so sure that's not your plan anyway. Everything I do is to spite you. I knew it. Uh, speaking of just doing stuff completely and totally out of spite, um, the big story going on this week. The WWE is... spites all wrestlers. Uh, no, no, no. Although we can get to wrestling here because more stuff. Um, it keeps unraveling. It does. It really does. Um, no, this one specifically is about the Green Bay Packers. Ah, the old Packers. So the Green Bay Packers traded back into the tail end of the first round last night, or last week, Thursday of the draft. Um... And, okay, I'm going to start with this. In 15 years, they have never drafted a wide receiver in the first round. All right, good for them. Uh, Aaron Rodgers had, coming into this season, signed a new $100 million extension. Um, He's got four years left on his contract. He'll be 40 when that contract is up. And and he says publicly he'd like to sign one more and stay in Green Bay. So all of the information I just gave you, what do you think Green Bay did with their first with the pick they got trading back into the first round? Not a wide receiver. You would be incorrect. Dang. Do you want to guess again? I don't know. Man, <laughs> what if they got a quarterback just to spite him? And they did. <laughs> <laughs> nice. They did. Uh, they went and they got themselves a quarterback. And not even that. They got themselves a quarterback that pretty much everyone had, like, at that point in the draft, still, like, third, third from the top. Like, so they, they took quarterback Jordan Love, okay? Jordan Love was not the number three quarterback on anybody's board that I saw. Mm -hmm. Uh, And at that point, while uh, the quarterback from LSU had gone number one overall and Tua had gone number five to Miami, 
that was kind of uh, it for the quarterbacks. The rest of the quarterbacks were basically still there. There wasn't like this big run on quarterbacks or anything. So yeah. Green Bay traded back into the back half of the first round, late first round. Keep in mind, the NFL is reverse order. So these are teams towards the back end that are playing in the playoffs. These are teams that, for the most part, have a quarterback. Yeah. Um, they traded play. Exactly. They traded into the back end of the first round. They gave up more draft assets to take a quarterback. Hey, Aaron Rodgers, I know you want to be here for five more years, but yeah, we got so a quarterback that no one cared about. And here's the thing. is First-rounders will have a four-year deal. Usually, uh, I think under the new rookie structure, that's a done deal. First-rounders have a four-year contract and a fifth-year option. So if, if for some reason, Green Bay doesn't do the option, Jordan they Love and Aaron Rodgers, their contracts end at the same time. Exactly. That doesn't exactly. make any sense. So the conversation immediately afterwards, people were kind of asking the GM, like, uh, what the heck? Uh, yeah. Uh, okay, paso, hombre. And he said things along the lines of, I'm real big stupid. Nobody <laughs> know what I do for me. I'm super smart. No, uh, he said. <laughs> Would that be great as this quote? Like, you guys think you are, all right? I'm you guys, small brain. Right. My brain, very big. <laughs> My brain, super large. You're so stupid, you don't see it. I play chess, you look at checkers. Um, not even play. You look at checkers. You watch someone else play. Um, no, he basically said that while he understands people's surprise, they have to consider the future and the present as they draft. Um, the Packers just went thirteen and three. Yeah, like it's not like they're a bad team. So right now they need to be focused on the the right, right now. now. Because they're thirteen and three, they're in playoffs. This is the second year under the new head coach. Aaron Rodgers is doing everything he can to play as long as he possibly can, but the window is getting smaller, not larger. Um, uh, you want to give as much help as possible because literally last year you went thirteen and three. Right. Yeah, that's very like. Hey, if we had more things on the board. Maybe we can get 14. Maybe we can go to a Super Bowl. Maybe we can win said Super Bowl. Yeah. Like, backup quarterback. Backup quarterback. That's what we need. First Backup round. quarterback. Um, it, it just... It screams that the Green Bay folks aren't happy with Aaron Rodgers. That's, I mean, there's no other way to look at it. There's no other way to read it. Yeah, like other than like other than my brain is too big, you can't see these massive yeah. plays. This only step one, many steps before I win all games. <laughs> right. right, and just, and then to come to find out in three years, this is the fifteen and oh like greatest Green Bay team to ever exist. Jordan Love is part of like a four player, a four team trade that brings like untold riches to the Green Bay Packers. Like, I don't like. Yeah, like. <laughs> there is no good explanation for the decision. It just is what it is. Um, the reality is the quotes that are coming out aren't good about this. Apparently, Aaron Rodgers is not so fun to be around, according to the new uh, second year head coach. Uh, Lafleur, like he's he's not thrilled, and he's not necessarily enjoying the work dynamic with Aaron Rodgers. Um, so he's kind of looking around, trying to find out, trying to figure out um, what his other options are. And I guess they're hoping that having Jordan Love means that they're not locked into the idea of Aaron Rodgers being the top dog of Green Bay. Doesn't really make any sense though. <laughs> no, it doesn't because what are your options? Get rid of one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL? Hey, look, if it worked for the Patriots, they said. Listen, if there's man, so I want to get into this next segment. Uh, but there's some there's some people that have been doing some number diving 
uh, about Bill O'Brien's moves and about how it's how it fits into the idea that he's a Patriots way kind of guy. Yeah. Um, so I got a little conversation we can have about the Patriots and about decision making and all that here in a minute. Um, but I, I mean, the difference between Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers is about four years. And the fact that Aaron Rodgers has been going to the playoffs every year with bad teams. And, and this is the first year Tom Brady really had a bad team. Yeah. And they got knocked out. You know, the first time Tom Brady had a bad team, he couldn't get back to the Super Bowl. Whereas Aaron Rodgers has only had bad teams. Right. He, he basically won a Super Bowl by himself. It's kind of what it feels like at this point. And the longer it goes... The more impressive that is, because right, because the more you look back at that roster, and the names are more and more forgettable. Right, and you're like, oh man, there's like nobody here. Right, because eventually, what will happen is you'll look back at that roster, and you'll only see the name Aaron Rodgers. Like the rest of the names on the team, you'll just be like, I mean, I guess. I mean, like he's pretty good, I guess, but like you got range. For, like two years there, that happens a lot for like receivers. Receivers have. A lot of them have a very small window where they're where they where they are good. Um, Philadelphia famously had Philadelphia and the Giants for a couple of years had a couple of guys where everyone talked about them, mm-hmm. and it was actually the Cowboys too. It was just long enough for everyone to make mistakes and give them too much money. So ah. the Eagles, it was Freddie Mitchell. He just kind of came out of nowhere right after To left, and all of a sudden people were like, "Oh, Fredericks! Oh man!" Fredericks. Yeah. I hate I hate that. He used to be a FedEx delivery driver in like in the off season for a job because he didn't know if he was gonna make it on the team. Right. And then he did well one year and they called him the FedEx. The FedEx. I he, hate everything he, about that. I hate sports so much. Why do they have to do this to me? And he braided his hair into a mohawk under the helmet. It was cool. It was cool. Yeah. It was cool. I'm not gonna lie about that. It was what years. <laughs> Fred X? Fred X is probably 2013-ish, somewhere in that range. Oh, this is like recent. What the heck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This isn't like in the annals of history, okay? Um, also, the Giants had a guy named Victor Cruz, who for like three years, everyone was like, Victor Cruz is one of the best receivers in the NFL. And then he very quickly disappeared. He had like back-to-back injury seasons, and that was it. But... He, won he hurt his knee two stars. times and then fell off the universe. Well, yeah, basically. He won Dancing with the Stars, and he also had a pretty good agent, so he got paid uh, by the, from the Giants one time. And, like, then they had Ooh. to cut him pretty quick. Uh, and Miles Austin for the Dallas Cowboys was the same thing. Um, he actually broke Michael Irving's record for catches in a game. Um, but I was watching the game, and honestly, it just looks like Tony Romo didn't have time to look anywhere except Adam. So Tony Romo was like pegging him with the ball over and over and over again, just nonstop, just drilling a football into Miles Austin's chest. And so, like he he broke the record in that game. Well, he goes on to have a, a good a goodish season, a not bad season, and he puts together two more goodish seasons. So they give him like a fifty million dollar extension, and very quickly it's like Miles who. Yeah, look, if you have a big enough contract, no one says anything about finishing the season. Well, it's like uh, so. JJ Watt has a fifteen million dollar cap hit this year, uh, but next year I think is the last year of his deal, and it's like a seventeen and a half million dollar cap hit. So while he's basically a shoe in for this season to make the roster and all that, he's not in any danger of not being on the team this year. Mm-hmm. But if he were to get hurt again this year and miss real time, like a real end of the year rehab type injury, they probably wouldn't bring him back at 17 and a half next year. Probably not. And that's what happens to these receivers is like, Man, you've been good for like two or three years. So here's a really big contract. And like the first year of the contract, yeah, for sure, no problem, whatever. The second year, yeah, probably. I mean, you know, it's not costing us a ton. Plus, just last year you were good. And and then it starts to become very quickly like, how much is it gonna cost to keep you? 
Ooh, that's a little bit high. I'll, uh, I'll think about that. Yeah. Mm, you know what? Uh, maybe don't fly down this all season. I will let you know. And that that quickly becomes the do they, don't they board a plane scenario. Mm. Uh, it looks like we're right up against it here, so we're going to jump out to a break. When we come back, we got more sports coming your way. This is Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio. I'm going to tell you guys about my friends, The Adventure Begins, comics, games, and more. Located right there on 1488 in Conroe. Right now, they're not open, but the Facebook page is active. They are still working every day to keep to keep their inventory going. They're building a website. They, they're working on some events behind the scenes that they can hopefully still put together, even maybe some, some internet-based things that they're working on. Uh, but they're, they want to stay connected with the community. They want to stay connected with you guys. And they want to keep serving the community in any way they can during these trying times. So reach out to facebook.com backslash, uh, I believe it's The Adventure Begins. If not, just check the search bar, The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and more. We often link to them so you can see them on our page. Just reach out, and if you can support them at all, go ahead and do so uh, as everybody kind of goes through this great pandemic opportunity. Uh, thanks and be safe, guys. Hey, Conros, this is Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio, hanging out here, just enjoying my quarantine time at home, and I hope everyone else is doing the same, social distancing and minding their manners and listening to the orders while we get all this health stuff, health prices straightened out and get this pandemic under control. I hope everyone's doing their part to flatten the curve, but doing their part also means supporting small businesses. Local businesses here in Conroe, uh, restaurants, things of that nature that have been able to stay open, they require the support of their community, so takeouts. Uh, is a good option to do. So reach out to those places, order some takeout food if you can afford it and if it's reasonable. Uh, I'm not asking anyone to risk their health, but this, the community has always relied on the, itself to support itself. And this is one of those times where as Conroe, we can stand up together and take care of small businesses and entrepreneurs who've been taking care of us this whole time, helping Montgomery County grow into one of the fastest growing counties in all of America. Uh, thank you very much and stay safe and stay tuned for more Nerd Thug Radio. This is Rudy Tomjanovich, and welcome to Nerd Thug Radio. And we're back. Welcome to some more Nerd Thug Sports coming your way right here on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations. We're streaming worldwide at ourlonestar.com. And, of course, always check out the Facebook.com backslash Nerd Thug Radio. Oh. Yay. Yay. This is Corey DLG. And with me, as usual, is little brother Nico. We're doing the quarantine anchor uh, Quintana dance. I don't know what we're doing. I don't know. what. <laughs> it's. I made up a word there. Um. Yeah. So anyway, we were talking sports, and you had mentioned the Patriot Way. And so, a conversation me and my buddies have been having is after the playoffs, when Bill O'Brien uh, he choked a little bit in the Kansas City game, but so did the Texans overall as a whole. As a franchise, they choked uh, against Kansas City. Um, in the playoffs. I think there's no getting around that. I think it's an honest thing to say. I think it's a real thing to talk about. They didn't look great. They were up big early, and then they they didn't – I don't think they even forced a punt in the second half. So it, it got ugly fast. Um, so from there, the conversation has just been Bill O'Brien's the worst head coach ever. He's the worst general manager ever. Then comes the Hopkins trade, and that's it. That's it. Everyone just knows he's the worst ever. Um, and I've had, I've had to be the lone voice of reason in all of this. Um, our team is too good to fire the head coach unless you know the guy you're going to bring in is going to do better. There are times in the NFL when you bring in a head coach and he immediately improves a franchise. Sean Payton comes to mind. Uh, LaFleur last year in Green Bay. There are guys who, when they come in, they make wholesale changes. Immediately, they emphasize something different inside the locker room, and they create new opportunity in the team. Uh, so I don't want to fire Bill O'Brien unless we're hiring somebody who's going to be better. We we were just in the con we we were just uh, in the conference championships. We were we literally 
we're winning divisions. We're winning 12, 13 games. You're not going to fire a head coach after that season. You're just not. Um, so then the Hopkins trade happens, and some people are saying, like, well, this is proof he doesn't know what he's doing. Uh, well, here's the thing. I started thinking about it, and we were just talking about wide receivers literally just last segment. There hasn't been a dominant wide receiver on a Super Bowl winning team in a very long time. Yeah. Um, the last Super Bowl that featured a dominant receiver still playing dominantly is probably Randy Moss on the 18-1 Patriots, and they lost that game. It was the Super Bowl. They lost it. That's the one. Ooh, good job, guy. Uh, before that, it was a couple years prior, uh, it was T.O. on the Philadelphia Eagles who literally had broke his ankle, I think, the last week of the season and, like, promised to be ready on time and, and somehow was healed up enough to play six weeks later in the Super Bowl. Um, it, it was impressive. It, it just was. And he went out there and... Philadelphia lost New England, so it didn't. It didn't matter. <laughs> they were um, like, "Check him out; he's amazing." And then we lost anyways. Uh, lost yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I mean, it's it is what it is. What it is. Dominant receivers on teams don't win Super Bowls. They just don't. Um, the math shows us otherwise. So somebody went and did the targeting as a percentage of the season okay the highest numbers on a patriot super bowl winning team is like 24 percent so there's no one on the entire patriots offense who is targeted by the offense more than 24 percent of the time on the times they've won a super bowl that's pretty good that's pretty good, and that's still a lot. That's probably Wes Welker catching 13 balls a game. It's still a good number. Well, DeAndre Hopkins is around 30% in the Texans' offense. So he's getting the ball too much for us to win a Super Bowl. If we're going to be the Patriots. Which I mean, we're not, but that does it. You know, having it, having a really strong offense is is much about like strength. It is a variety. Exactly. If if there's only one guy you're going to go to a third of the time, well, you're gonna you're gonna lose. Yeah, it's the problem that Pittsburgh had. Exactly. Exactly. They were going to two guys so much, and then those two guys were going, and then what do you do? Right. Then they had nothing. So that's a question that starts to linger. Then you look at the move, some of the moves made about adding players around. So then the Hopkins trade happens, and we get in David Johnson. And David Johnson, who had one really good year in Arizona about four years ago. And then he had a really bad wrist injury, and then he hasn't been David Johnson ever since, Okay. However, in the last three years, he's not for catching the ball out of the backfield. Ninth overall in the league. So between him and we dropped Carlos Hyde, who can't catch the ball to save his life. And uh, between him and the running backs we've kept, we now are going to be throwing to our running backs a ton and they can catch the ball. Oh, my gosh. So, we're going to be spreading the ball out more. And I think what the goal is is to get the percentages down so that teams don't know who we're going to look at. Right, yeah. A confused defense is where you want to be every time. Right. And if you can be a quarterback with options against a defense that doesn't know where you're going to go with the ball, ideally, now it's just about making the right decision to win the game. Right, yeah. That decision becomes a whole lot easier, too. Exactly. So, now we flash forward 
to Jadavian Clowney, who remains unsigned in Seattle. We touched on this last week. Mm -hmm. DeAndre Hopkins is asking for $20 million, and he's under contract in Arizona already. And it sounds like Arizona's about to give it to him. So they're going to give him a $7 million a year pay raise and just tear up his contract as it is. And all of a sudden, we don't look that dumb for moving those guys. Yeah, no, not really. I think what hurt it's us being little babies about no, but we like those guys because their names are important to us. I, I I do think that's part of it, but I also think part of it is <sighs> it's it's a good decision making because it, it frees up a lot of space in our roster. Well, it's it's important. Okay, so initially the criticism I had for Bill O'Brien on the clowny stuff was he didn't get it done in the right amount of time. I think that's still true. I do think that's still true, but what we're learning is he still can't get a deal done in Seattle now with the whole offseason. This now makes me feel like if there's two teams that can't get a deal with this guy under a length of time, it's kind of a it's not us, it's you sort of a thing. Right. If both of them have the same problem. Right. If we thought we were going to get a deal done and we felt like we were close and we just never could get it done, and Seattle feels the same way, in which they are saying publicly they do right now. They were kind of in the same boat. And so two different franchises can feel the same way. Well, then it's not about us. Right, yeah. It's not our fault. You can't figure yourself out. And this makes Seattle, like at the time, people were like, we didn't get anything for them. Now it looks like Seattle gave up too much to get him. Two players in a third rounder, and, you know, a third rounder is supposed to be a starter on your team for a couple of years. Right, yeah. And they gave us two players, a third rounder, and we gave him Clowney for one year. Yeah, because then they had to figure out his deal anyways. Right. So they basically rented Clowney for a year, and now they're struggling. Yeah, we got three guys for it. Ooh. So, you know, we look a little bit smarter than that. And then for DeAndre Hopkins, we got a running back and we turned one of the we got a second round pick and we traded one of our two second round picks for Brandon Cooks, the other receiver. So we got a David Johnson and Brandon Cooks. We got two receivers that will help absorb the loss of DeAndre Hopkins. And with our other second-round pick, we drafted um, a defensive lineman that we needed. And our draft picks actually look like they're going to be starters. Which has always been kind of a strong – or not a strong suit, a weak point of our team is that we don't draft, like, amazing. No, we don't draft amazing. But now, now we've got – we got guys on the team, but we look we look like we're competent at the very least. Oh my gosh, competency! I've never heard of it. So between his trades last year, including bringing in a Pro Bowler in Laramie Tunsil, and the fact that we don't have a GM. Well, he's now officially the the, the GM now. I mean, my point being is it's the same guy. Like we don't have a separate GM. Right. No, you're right. And, but he's a, but he's Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick has all those controls. Mm-hmm. And he makes do with what he's got. And so this is the same thing. Um, he knows what he's doing. And that hurts a lot of people's feelings, Corey. I can't believe you'd say that. <laughs> I honestly... Here's the thing that sucks, is I'm not a huge Bill O'Brien fan. In-game, I have criticisms. But when he made each of those trades last year, individually, I liked each of the trades. I didn't have a problem with any of them. Yeah. I didn't like the clowny timing, but honestly, I'm, I mean... Uh, now it looks like it really wasn't his fault to begin with. It looks like Clowney's just kind of a pain in the butt to negotiate with. This is really the first time anyone's had to negotiate with him. 
and we're learning that no one can get it done. So Seattle, who has been able to sign players with ease, get free agents and all of that. Yeah, they're they're a pretty they're a good team, and they've they've been in the Super Bowl. They're a franchise the with an excellent years. reputation, right? And they can't get it done. They can't, yeah, they can't sort it out with them. So if they can't sort it out, suddenly we don't look as recklessly irresponsible. Yeah, all of a sudden that makes that makes what we we did not the worst thing ever because originally that looked awful. Yeah, the timing looked stupid, and then what we got back wasn't great, and it wasn't great because of the timing. But now the longer it goes, the more it looks like we got maximum value for a guy who's a pain in the butt to sign. Right. So it worked out for us. That's good. Maybe we can actually do something this year. Maybe. And the Hopkins trade, I think we've talked about all of this before for the Hopkins trade, but we're kind of up against it, so I don't want to get into anything new here. This was going to be the third offseason where he asked for a pay raise. Right. And on top of and that, I mean, three years left on his contract, he doesn't have any leverage. And he was still saying he wasn't going to come out for camp yeah, and all that. Right. Right. I think it's just him trying to get as much money as it is hard being a receiver. Well, his timing hasn't been great on all of his extensions. And by the way, that's his own team's fault. Yeah. You know, when you rush, here's the thing. When you are first in line to re-sign, and there always is a guy that's first in line. When you're first in line to re-sign, you then are going to watch the other wide receivers sign for more money. Because they're going to use your contract to start their negotiations. Well, you gave so-and-so this, so I'm coming in here. Exactly. So now DeAndre Hopkins is looking around, and his numbers are, you know, his numbers are top 10 in the league, but his pay is closer to middle 20s, and it's because he went before the other guys. Mm -hmm. And so when you get impatient and you do stuff early like that, you always wind up in a situation where you're way ahead of the curve. Yeah. And so now these guys who are worse than you are getting paid more money than you, and there's nothing you can do about it. Right. You got to get yourself sorted. Patience is a virtue. They always say it. It is. But some guys, you know, listen, money is money, and getting the $14 million was probably pretty good for them at the time. Yeah, no, definitely. All right. Well, that's going to take us to a break. When we come back, we got more Nerd Thug Sports coming your way. This is Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio. I'm going to tell you guys about my friends, The Adventure Begins, comics, games, and more. Located right there on 1488 in Conroe. Right now, they're not open, but the Facebook page is active. They are still working every day to keep to keep their inventory going. They're building a website. They, they're working on some events behind the scenes that they can hopefully still put together, even maybe some, some internet-based things that they're working on. Uh, but they're, they want to stay connected with the community. They want to stay connected with you guys, and they want to keep serving the community in any way they can during these trying times. So reach out to facebook.com backslash, uh, I believe it's The Adventure Begins. If not, just check the search bar, The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and more. We often link to them so you can see them on our page. Just reach out, and if you can support them at all, go ahead and do so uh, as everybody kind of goes through this great pandemic opportunity. Uh, Thanks, and be safe, guys. Hey, Conroe, this is Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio, hanging out here, just enjoying my quarantine time at home, and I hope everyone else is doing the same, social distancing and minding their manners and listening to the orders while we get all this health stuff, health crisis straightened out and get this pandemic under control. I hope everyone's doing their part to flatten the curve, but doing their part also means supporting small businesses. Local businesses here in Conroe, uh, restaurants, things of that nature that have been able to stay open, they require the support of their community. So takeout uh, is a good option to do. So reach out to those places, order some takeout food if you can afford it and if it's reasonable. Uh, I'm not asking anyone to risk their health, but this, the community has always relied on the, itself to support itself. And this is one of those times where, as Conroe, we can stand up together and take care of small businesses and entrepreneurs who have been taking care of us this whole time, helping Montgomery County grow 
into one of the fastest growing counties in all of America. Uh, thank you very much and stay safe and stay tuned for more Nerd Thug Radio. Hi, this is Kevin Smith, former Dallas Cowboy, Texas A&M Aggie as well. And I want to say what's up to Nerd Thug Radio. That's it. That's the whole show. We're done. Uh, <laughs> um, we do want to tell you guys about Adventure Begins Comics News and more before we get into further before we get any further into anything. Uh, they are, of course, following all the rules and protocols being put forth by the state, and the governor has said that they're allowed to open starting tomorrow. So starting tomorrow, they're going to be open in a limited capacity. Feel free to come in and shop if you're comfortable. And what they want to stress to everybody is comfort is what matters. They're here to provide whatever level of customer service you're looking for. Now, gaming hasn't started back up, and it won't start up for a little while. They want to get back into the swing of things, get everybody comfortable and happy and safe. They're still willing to do curbside if you would like. And if you want to stay at home and wait, they're still willing to work with you on that as well. There's no hurry or rush, but if you miss your comic books, if you miss your gaming, if you miss being a nerd... The adventure begins, comics, games, more. They feel you. They're right there with you. Um, <coughs> oh, he's dying. Oh, my gosh. My first on-air call for a long time. Uh, so, yeah, go hang out with them right there on 1488. Uh, and, yeah, they're, they're coming back, and they're part of the support local movement. So make sure you do that if you can, and then just hang out and support them and do your Conroe thing. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so we've covered the Texans. We covered Green Bay. Um, there's not too, too much else going on, except to, it was just announced just now that uh, the Bengals have released Andy Dalton. Oh, no, not Andy Dalton. Yeah, uh, not really a surprise, I suppose. Um, here, well, I'll give you the deets here. The Dalton deets. Where's my... Well, I hate I hate ESPN's website sometimes. Um, so Andy Dalton's run with the Bengals is over. Obviously, the Bengals took uh, Joe Burrow's number one overall. Joe Burrow, not Burrow's. Man, when I was writing for Sports Map, I had a guy literally send me an email because I kept writing Burrow's with an S. He's mm, Burrow. It's Burrow, and but. His email so like, was still, it's singular. Get it right. <laughs> it was so well written that I had no choice but to be like, you right, you right. He was like, as good as he is, there's only one of him. <laughs> and I was like, okay, my bad. That's a pretty good reply to that. <laughs> um, so Dalton did have five career playoff appearances in, I think, nine years? It feels like nine years. I mean, that's a, that's a good career, I guess. Uh, he was set to earn $17.7 million in the final season of a six-year contract worth $96 million. Uh, after all the Pretty money they spent, they just didn't have the salary cap space to keep him and bring in their rookies. So I guess he kind of knew that. Yeah. Nine years, 204 touchdowns, 2,757 completions. I mean, good for him, I guess. <laughs> um... Like, this is the end of, like, an incredibly average career. (laughs) (laughs) He is most certainly, while unquestionably probably the best Bengals quarterback in the last 30 years, uh, yeah, rather unremarkable. Yeah, like, it's not like he won the Super Bowl or anything, which, I mean, like, to be fair, like, understandably, like, only a couple of teams have even competed in the Super Bowl in the past couple of years. So, the uh, when you look at active head coaches who have Super Bowl rings, I think there's only like five or six of them. It's even easier to do in the NBA. I'm going to blow your mind with a stat here in a second. Um, just because you were talking about that. So, me and the Captain Joey Savage were talking about 
He's been watching the Michael Jordan documentary. I haven't been watching it yet. I want to watch it all at once. Mm -hmm. I've been waiting. Okay, you ready for this stat? No. Since 1980, so 40 years, 20 and – yeah, 40 years, only 12 franchises have won NBA titles. Oof. 12? Yup. How many are there again? 30. Ooh, that's not even half. Oh, that's not even half. What is that? What, 40 years, not even half? 40 years, 12 teams. Oh, man. Hey, we're on that list. We're cool. We are, oh, do you want to play that game? Do you want to yeah. name the teams? Uh, So, Golden State, Heat, Us, uh, the Bulls. So, that's four. You got four. Um, the Pistons have won. I know that. Okay, that's five. Um, I'm trying to think. I just don't know enough basketball teams. Okay, so I'll give you the text exchange between the captain and I. So he says, since 1980, only 12 franchises have won NBA titles. That's all he said. I got, I got half. I got almost half. You did. I go, am I naming them? He was like, yeah, go for it. I was like, all right, cool. <coughs> Bulls, Lakers, Spurs, Rockets, oh, Lakers, Celtics, duh. Mavericks, Heat, Pistons, Cavaliers. So then I'm like, oh man, I'm missing three. And so I'm thinking about it, thinking about it, and then he he beat me to it. Warriors, Raptors, and then the 76ers won one in the 80s. Oh wow! I was like, yeah, Warriors and Raptors, I would have gotten in a second. The 76ers, I I never would have gotten that. 76ers in the 80s. Yeah. So the Raptors won one. The Cavaliers won one. The Heat won one. The Mavericks won one. Okay. And the 76ers won one. So those the five Pistons? teams, only yeah. one. Yeah. So out of so five teams, only one. So the other, what, seven? The other won seven all the... have won 35 championships. Oh my god! So even if they, I mean, they're obviously not all equal. But and if you take out five the Rockets, per, if you take out the two from the Rockets, now six of one thirty-three. If you take out the three from the Pistons, now five of one thirty. Yeah, that's insane. That's six championships per team. So the Bulls have two two three feats. The Lakers, the Spurs, the Celtics. Then the Warriors have quite a few. That's insane. Actually, the Warriors, I think, only have the – it's two. So, realistically – So, you take out all the ones that have, like, twos. So, if you take the Warriors out as well, now it's four teams have 28. Which is – And then you take out the Bulls with their six. So, now it's three teams have 22. And you're left with the Lakers, Spurs, and Celtics. The Spurs only have, I think, like four. So, yeah, this is over. This over forty years. So eighteen between the Lakers and the Celtics. Blech! Disgusting. <laughs> like sports stats, like that is like, oh my gosh. It, it, the first thing it, it makes you think about is just the the level, right? The level these guys are all at. Uh, just the these other these other obvious franchises aren't doing anything <laughs> in comparison. Yeah, like comparatively, like these these teams are just like, what is happening? And here's here's where it gets messy. Are you ready? In I wasn't ready for that last thing. Probably not. <laughs> In New Jersey, the Nets were in the finals like three years in a row and lost all three. Uh, The Cavaliers got there a couple other times and lost. Like, I mean, there's other, there's been teams who get close but can never win. And then there's teams who get there all the time and win when they get there. Shout out to Toronto finally getting theirs. Yeah. Well, all it took was LeBron leaving. 
<laughs> yeah. Not get rolled by one guy. <laughs> it took it took LeBron go, changing completely out of the East for Toronto to lead to get to the finals. For them to win. <laughs> What's that? You're in the Western Conference? Cool. We'll see you in the finals. Oh, what do you want? A completely new team with no support? Guess I won't see you in the finals. (laughs) It's cool. You can take a break. We'll take this one. Right. But yeah, so if you drop the five teams that have one title each, you suddenly are at 35 championships among, what, seven teams? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Tell me that's not a crazy thought, man. Yeah, no, it, it's not. <laughs> like, it's one of those things where you're just like, yeah, there's there's just no arguing that. That's just what it is. Well, so, like, when you talk about these eras, and so we'll flip it back to, to football now, talking about these eras, you talk about a guy like Peyton Manning, who got two rings. Eli Manning has two rings. Well, this era, dominated by one team being so great, the Patriots, you're stuck with guys. If you have two rings in this era, you're a big deal. Yeah. Like, maybe you snuck out one the year they didn't make it. Or... Right. But even just, I mean, having any ring at all in this era, like Drew Brees, as prolifically as he's great with his numbers, having one ring in this era is going to look even more amazing because he's going to have an accomplishment that so few teams in this era are going to have. Yeah, being shut out for so long. I mean, what what was the what was the stat like? The Patriots have been in like what nine of the past. So uh, this is Tom Brady. I think his fifteenth year in the league. They've been in. I think it's eight Super Bowls. They've won. Six of them. I think they've won their division eleven times. Uh, they've won six Super Bowls. They've lost three or four. I think they win a Super Bowl every three years. They've been in a Super Bowl every other year. That's how it averages out. Like insanity. Just insanity. Like so, no other team can even come close to that. <laughs> well, yeah. There's not another team that even – that's the thing, right? So now you start going, okay, well, name me coaches who've won Super Bowls. And yeah, active like coaches who've won, there's like four. Yeah. Because Bill Belichick is literally winning all the time. <laughs> if he's not winning, he's at least there. Right. So now you got like Mike McCarthy's now in Dallas. He's got one, and it's from 10 years ago. Sean Payton's Sweet. got one. Um, you know, I mean, the Denver coaches are gone. Uh,. Trying to go back through the recent, Pete Carroll is still there in Seattle. He's the closest thing to any sort of like repeating factor. Like he's been in it three and one two, two and one one. Yeah. So it's hard to it's hard to measure like it's hard to measure against the best in this era. So for a guy like Andy Dalton, who's just been mediocre. To bring it full circle. Yeah, he's been to the playoffs like half of his career. Yeah, he's made it to the playoffs five times. Okay, well, <laughs> listen, for the Bengals, that's great because they don't have a guy good enough to, like, they were never a team that was, oh, this this team might win the Super Bowl. Never once was that discussion. That They were like, they're literally like a jobber level. <laughs> <laughs> There's a guy who goes out to make someone else look good. Yeah. That's fair. We have beaten them like three times in the opening round of the playoffs. Right. And it's like, well, look, the Bengals are out. Oh, look, there they go. They died again. (laughs) (laughs) And that's sort of the position that Andy Dalton has made for himself, if you're you're looking at it. So it's not much of a legacy, but it's his. If he's a quarterback that I know the name of, even though he's not good, I think that's even more impressive. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and let's be clear. While he's not great – He's better than probably 10 to 12 guys who have a job right now. Yeah, that's true. 
Like, he'll probably sign on another team, and he'll do it before Cam Newton, probably. That hurts. That hurts a lot. You think? Well, I mean, it hurts Cam Newton, probably. That's what I'm saying. Also, there are lots of teams that are surprised Cam Newton hasn't signed with New England. I think I think it's just too too much of a risk with injury involved. Honestly, I but, think I think Andy Dalton winds up in New England. I think New England knew that Andy Dalton's going to get cut for a long time, and I think they are sitting around and they're going to offer him like a million bucks. And I think he'll take it because he'll be like, I could win a ring, maybe. Man, imagine going back to the playoffs and then be and then like being like, "Oh, look, we're gonna beat the Patriots," except it doesn't have Tom Brady, <laughs> and you still lose. But this time it's Andy Dalton. Like, man, you've got to think teams this year will be almost overconfident playing the Patriots. It's kind of like how like the season of basketball, where like none of your big guys are playing. Like the Warriors exploded. And like everyone moved. This was like, the wide open season. Yeah, like yeah. This was the one that was like going to be the craziest. And now we'll never and... even have a champion. Ah, how sad. <laughs> we'll never know how it ends now. And the worst part is. <laughs> it was the everyone... season that was so had so much mystery. It didn't even end. Right. So much mystery, it can't give us a finale. And the worst part is, there was so much mystery going on that now when you look up, like, it's so much time has passed that the Hurt guys are all healthy now. Yeah, like, all of a sudden, the season that was supposed to be, like, nerve-wracking is now like, oops, everything's fine. Yeah, oh, never mind, the Warriors are healthy. Never mind, they're all healthy. Seth Curry broke his leg, or his arm, I mean. Clay uh, uh, Thompson had the knee. Uh, Draymond Green had some issues. Nope, they're all healthy now. <laughs> yeah, like, all, <laughs> it's like, Maybe this is the time. It's like, oh, everyone's fine. It's like, ah, no. <laughs> Thanks, Corona. Like, this is this is a secret blessing to all those people that got hurt. It is, except the Golden State Warriors, actually Steve Kerr the other day said that the Golden State Warriors are operating as though this season is over. I mean, yeah. No, definitely. I don't think they can recover with their, like... No, no. Like, their... it sounds like they're not even expecting... Like well, a, yeah, like I mean, this they... playoff or anything. No, I, I don't. I don't think so. I mean, I don't think that's something. I'm pretty sure they had it cemented in their minds that, like, at the end of last season, they're like, "All right, we're we're gonna hang up the laurels for a minute and put get the K, fully put recovered." The next year. Yeah, <laughs> that might be what they uh, feel the need to do. But what we're gonna do here is we're gonna jump out. We want to thank everybody for listening for today. Have a great day. Enjoy your sports. Check us out on the RTF Sports Network or on IRLoneStar.com. Uh, make sure to hang out with us. Drop us an email. Send Nico pictures of your uh, boudoir photo suits. Uh, he's into that now, so he's ready. Hmm. That, does, does that ruin your day? Uh, it doesn't really matter to me. I really hope once some. I really hope someone sends you one now. All right. <laughs> uh, on behalf of little brother Nico and myself, on behalf of Steve Conroe and the adventure begins. Uh, everyone stay happy, stay healthy, stay safe, wash your hands, don't touch your face, and if you shake it more than twice, you're playing with it. Uh, this has been Nerd Club Radio. Catch you later, guys.